Welcome to the Casual Planeswalker Podcast, the show made by casual players for casual players. Welcome to the Casual Planeswalker Podcast. The magic podcast made for and by casual players. Uh, this week, let's uh, introduce Leroy. You are coming from Colorado Springs and just about to pack up and move, right? Yes, yes. I'm about to pack up and move about half a mile. Well, good luck on that. <laughs> it's not not the most easy process to move by yourself. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry we ditched you there, Leroy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, you are offering the comfort of moving into your own former place, Zach. Yeah, that's true. Um, so where are you coming coming to us from today, Zach? Uh, presently, I am in a uh, hotel in Granville, Michigan, <laughs> Take, taking nice. a break from Claire for a few days. And if we happen to hear a, uh, a crying baby, that would be your few-month-old son. Yeah, that would be little, little Sam. Little Sam. We've named him. And uh, DJ, where are you tonight? Still in Grand Rapids, as usual. Beautiful Grand Rapids. Pretty great. <laughs> How about you, Josh? I'm still in northern Michigan, having a lot of Just like fun. like Kid Rock song. Having a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, it... it's about Charlevoix, where I'm calling from. Right. Is it? Is life there pretty much exactly like that oh, song? Oh, exactly like it. All the way down to nothing to do and nothing to do and nothing to do. <laughs> And that's why we play Magic. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm actually in Matherton, Michigan, which if any of you try to look up on any map, it probably doesn't exist. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners in Matherton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Population by family. <laughs> We've got... There are exactly zero businesses here, so there used to be a, a general store run by my grandparents, but... There's nothing here anymore. Yeah. Yep. And now it's owned by my other grandparents. It's just an empty old building. That's a little little, uh, incestuous. (laughs) Well, we try not to bring that up around here, Zach. (laughs) Fact is, Matherton, Michigan doesn't even show up on Google Maps. Oh, boy. Well, I swear it exists. I'm here right now. (laughs) Google's like, I I don't think so. (laughs) All right, so... We had another uh, big news week, Uh, the biggest story being, of course, that we've been formally introduced to the new version of Jace, reactions, sadness. You clipped out. I have no idea what you said. Sounded good on my side. I got it. So I guess we can just start start with a rundown. I mean, we we did a post earlier this week. Uh, It was interesting because he was spoiled on... Um, on G4 on Attack of the Show, which is pretty cool. But he's, as always, uh, blue and, and awesome. There's there's some debate whether to add overpowered there, but we'll talk about it. He costs uh, three generic and two blue. Begins with four loyalty counters, uh, plus one loyalty counter, draw a card. Target player puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. The zero ability, um, it's kind of cool they brought the zero ability back. Target player puts the top 10 cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, and the ultimate minus 7. Any number of target players each draw 20 cards. <laughs> I love it. Glimpse um, the unthinkable. For free. Yay. It so, makes me happy. Yeah, Josh, you're you're a uh, historically a, a Mill fan. So do you like him overall? or? I do. I do like him, actually. I, I think... His, uh, I, I wouldn't. I think it's interesting because it's. I don't see you using the mill. His minus seven ever, mm-hmm. because if you're going to use mill, stick with the zero loyalty. That's just right. simple. If you want to use him for the card advantage, which I would, it's hard to say because like abilities like this, you know, like even like Jace the Mind Sculptor had the ultimate of target player puts. Was it twenty cards? Get the twenty-two. I forget what the Mind Sculptor one was. Yeah, it was 20 cards into their graveyard. He mills 20. So he had that. 
but no one used that. People just used the card draw from him. Right, they just brainstormed. Yeah, in the brainstorm. So I I really see, you know, this going one of two ways for any individual person. You know, if someone really wants to play Mill, they're going to be in it for the Zero Loyalty King, and they're just going to pop ten, pop ten, brain, not brain freeze, but, you know, um, glimpse, 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 glimpse on you constantly. I mean, you drop that, you drop a glimpse, you drop a brain freeze with any other spell, and, well, you know, play something and then glimpse and then brain freeze and nah, your opponent wants to just shoot themselves because they just lost, like, 30 cards that turn. You know, I mean, if you're going to play in standard, I'd be a little different, but whatever, you know. Um, the loyalty counter, the plus one is, I like it, though, because it doesn't have the drawback of everybody. It's not the Howling Mine effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to give you... I see more people sticking with the plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one, and just keep throwing them on them as long as you want. Because it really just keep drawing cards. If you're playing blue, you might as well just draw the cards, in all honesty, if you want to play competitively with him. But I, I think for five, he's he's definitely going to be drawing some hate. I think he's he's right up there with the dangerous, dangerous Planeswalkers, you know? I mean, I know... Um, Chandra Blaze, you know, her abilities were never too serious, you know. Some of the other Planeswalkers that have come out have kind of, like, come and gone. They kind of hit or miss, you know. Nicol Bolas kind of got a little whatever, you know. Tezzeret's popular in specific decks, but I I see this being another universal Planeswalker, you know. Yeah. Uh, One thing that uh, a lot of people have been mentioning, talking about Jace, is, is the fact that there's a pretty good chance that Innistrad, uh, centered on Liliana, is going to be a graveyard deck. Oh, yeah. In which, or gate graveyard set, in which case ah. you might be using Jace to mill yourself. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So. Yeah, and, and maybe uh, mill won't necessarily be... A good thing to do to somebody else. A good thing. Yeah. yeah. Unless you could do it all in one turn, in which case that... You may actually prefer to mill yourself on this. Draw 20 cards might be worthwhile, too. Mm-hmm. You're probably right there with the whole looking into Innistrad. I would imagine that that's why the put it into their graveyard is like, you know, you're going to help them out, actually, by doing that. Possibly. I don't know. I'm glad right. we finally got a, got real text for Jace, though, because we were getting blown up on the site for people who were getting confused by the confirmed artwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to find a way to make that more clear to everybody in the future that when we have artwork that's confirmed and the text is just speculative, that it's it's actually just the artwork that we're talking. Yeah, I mean, just just saying it uh, earlier in the post wasn't enough. Everybody just scrolls down, looks at the the card, and is like, "No, that can't be." And, and I I love I love uh, the way that everyone. Uh, knew that the, the, that they couldn't possibly be real planeswalkers because no part of them is sticking outside of the frame. Like <laughs> you, you need that little bit of Jace's hair to to prove that uh, this is actually a real planeswalker. I never knew that. Yep. Hmm. Every planeswalker has something a little bit coming off of it. Yep. Ah, go figure. I didn't either. I feel yeah, smart. Funny enough, I've 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 noticed that I think partially because like I'm a super new player because I was like oh Karn he's all over that card oh Jace he's all over that card I think it's uh, I think it's what's nice about Jace memory adept is when you look at him you don't instantly think okay this is going in everyone's deck it, this is a reasonably powered card certainly circumstances uh, I mean depending on what happens in Innistrad. He, he he could be really powerful, but he's not obviously instantly an auto include. He's not obviously instantly a format changer, mm-hmm. which is nice. Nah, just out of curiosity, um, with Jace's draw twenty cards, can you respond to each card you draw? Can you respond to drawing cards? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you could respond to each one. Okay. Yeah, you could only respond to his. Loyalty ability, but I don't. But think you can only should. respond to one of the like. You can respond to drawing the twenty, the full mm-hmm. twenty. Yeah, okay. I never thought about that. I was like, huh. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be funny to play Niv Mizzet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anything else in, in M12 that's uh, exciting? Anyone? Seems pretty back to basics for colors, and I always like that. 
Yeah, that aspect of the core core set is always refreshing. Black is destroying things, discarding things, sacrificing creatures, returning things from the graveyard. Blue is milling and controlling creatures and countering things, tapping things. White is gaining lots of life everywhere. I like it. Tapping creatures. I like it. One of the the yeah. more recently spoiled cards that I really like is uh, Grim Lava Mancer. <laughs> can't can't remember when was the last time we we saw him. I, wasn't like he in Odyssey or I something? I think he might have been in Eleven Core. Wasn't he? No, I think it's been a while. Let me uh, get the scoop on Gatherer real quick. They did have him in that um, lightning deck. Oh, did they? Fire and Fire and Lightning. Oh, is that what it was? I was gonna say because I know I've seen him recently in something. Wow, yeah. the last time we saw him, I guess the only time he appeared, other than that premium deck series, was Torment. That's ah, that's Torment. really telling about in a in a story. Oh yeah, because he's pay one red tap, exile two cards from your graveyard. Grim Lava Mancer deals two damage to target creature or player. So that little bit of, of graveyard manipulation, uh, I think that might be a, a hint as to what's to come. Oh, yeah. And just the fact that he's, last time we saw him was Torment. Yeah. Huh. I love that card. I don't have... Yeah, another cool classic card is Quicksilver Amulet. Yes. Yeah. A, 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 lot of, a lot of people are already clamoring for that. It's an uh, artifact... Cost four to put it into play, and then you pay four. Tap. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. That's uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Drazi will be in standard for a little bit, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> you have some devious plans with Eldrazi, DJ? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the new artwork for... Oh, this is... Oh, wow. I'm... Sorry, I just realized I'm in a completely different level. <laughs> I'm going to apologize for what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry about this. Um, but the new artwork for Consumed Spirit is really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of new artwork that I that I really like. Yeah, Consumed Spirit is, is pretty neat. Uh, I, DJ, do you know a reliable way to tutor up that Quicksilver amulet? I'm trying to think, because it's too cheap for the Treasure Mage and too expensive for the Trinket Mage. Not that I can think of. I guess you can have it as the only artifact, and then try some Shape Anew, get some other cheap mm-hmm. artifacts in there. Yeah. Or, like, use Master's Call and Shape Anew with Quicksilver Amulet, maybe throw in some Blightsteel Colossuses. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good good card to be thrown out for free. Yeah. Well, for free, for four mana. <laughs> Significantly cheaper. Yeah, my, my wheels are turning with Quicksilver Amulet, Birthing Pod. Um, I guess having access to M- M11 for a while, we'll have Fauna Shaman still around as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's going to be some interesting stuff coming up in uh, in 12. I think that, uh, you know, I'm always excited to see unblockable creatures, you know, like Tormented Soul. Yeah, uh, that's a, a good good new common it is a common, one black right? one yeah it's a common one black for a one one can't block and is unblockable mm-hmm it's kind of nice I think uh rights of flourishing as a rare in green is really interesting I haven't really seen that card in a I while forget what that one was it's ringing a bell yeah it's uh at the beginning of each player's draw step that player draws an additional card each player may play an additional land on each of his or her turns so it's a howling mine plus a universal burgeoning yeah it's a howling mine plus a green <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's really interesting and I know Nick first started putting it into his uh e d h deck and never regretted that um and you can see. Especially in the uh, Mirror Mastery deck, um, that sort of idea of letting everybody get extra mana and everybody draw cards is kind of a cool way to play um, in the EDH or Commander 
mm-hmm. format. So I'm just just wondering why they why they chose a spot in M12 to put um, Rights of Flourishing in there. Yeah, that that, that is interesting because it's not going to be immediately useful to anybody who's just starting out. I mean, it makes any game quicker, more fun. People have more cards in hand. Seems like I, I guess my point is it's more of a multiplayer card than a competitive card. But that's true. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Like what did you guys think about? Did you notice that there's the great sword and the kite shield? Yeah. Yeah, the two uh, uncommon artifacts: great sword plus three plus zero, and kite shield gives plus zero plus three both equipments. Yeah, the cool thing, I guess, about the Kite Shield, at least, is that it's a zero cost to attach. But I know that no one really used the um, the zero cost three to attach uh, in M11, though, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of what it's called, but it even gave Vigilance, and this one doesn't even give Vigilance. The Quarter Shield? Yeah, the Quarter the pal- yeah, quarter Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one really used that guy. At least not in draft. I don't know if anybody used it. I can't imagine it being used for anything else. But It's also funny that only four of the five of the uh, whenever a player casts a blank color spell, you may gain one life. We don't have mm-hmm. the worm's, worm's Tooth. That's the green one, right? Mm-hmm. It's, funny, it's yeah. funny that only those four have spoiled, as, as though they're going to give us those four and not the fifth. <laughs> so. So do you think people are going to be running uh, Switchfoot and Greaves? Or Swiftfoot? I'm sorry, not Switchfoot. <laughs> little band switch up there. Uh, Swiftfoot e- boots and the Lightning Greaves in uh, you know, in just casual formats now? I think, um, well, in EDH it's certainly a welcome thing to have another another way to get your pseudo-Greaves. I mean, um, they're just Greaves on steroids, basically. Yeah, Hexproof Haste. Yeah, it's it's a good card, still, eh? but I, mean, I, I can see I, that being nice because you can attach that to your captain, you know. Mm-hmm. Your and hexproof definitely opens up some possibilities that lightning reeves mm-hmm. doesn't. Being able to cast spells on your own creature because a lot of times when you protect them with lightning reeves, you're like, ah, it sucks because I can't move the reeves mm-hmm. off from them for one second to put a any sort of boosting spell on your own creature. Because you're opening up. You know, you've got to like make sure that they're all tapped out. Because once you move the Greaves off, if it's something that's that important, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the boots might actually be a definitely more... I mean, they're definitely more a versatile option. And yeah, Zach, <laughs> doubling up on that effect in Commander or EDH is definitely going to be appealing. I could see Quicksilver Amulet making it into a lot of uh, EDH and Commander decks as well. Mm-hmm. It's just pretty darn good all around. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm liking the core set. I approve. Yeah. They've gotten my approval, which is what I know that they were looking for and they were waiting for. Oromancer's <laughs> an interesting choice, too. I guess white generally has enchantments, but... Yeah, I think the last time we saw Ormancer was Odyssey or something. Yeah, you know, White's, White's definitely, you know, like you said, it's, it's definitely got the, the basic White stuff going on, you know, some Vigilance. They bring him back Lifelink. <laughs> Just Lifelink. Yeah. Straight up. Spirit Mantle's cool. Um, Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one, and has protection from mm-hmm. creatures. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I've... Interested to see how that works. No, I used to have like a um, a green and white enchantment based deck where I had the um, and I can't remember his name now, but he's like a little monk that has protection from creatures. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, what was what was his name? <laughs> I don't know. Protection from creatures has always been a hilarious ability. Yeah, you can uh, stack that the creature with protection up with a bunch of enchantments and artifacts and stuff. Obviously, they're never going to get touched. They're going to be unblockable. 
and they can also block anything without dying. There was the there was the beloved chaplain, Brad. Beloved chaplain. Oh yeah, beloved chaplain. Hmm. Just a nice guy. <laughs> Nobody wanted him. He was also from Odyssey. Oh yeah. I can see that the Glade cover scout, the the one one hex proof for one green being in those enchantment mm-hmm. base decks too. Um, not as good as the the mm-hmm. ledge walker that you know and love that is both hex proof and uh, can only be blocked by creatures with flying. Yeah, isn't it? Is it hex proof or is it shroud though? Is it actually hex proof? Okay, yeah. that one's hex-proof oh yeah, cause it was because it specifically. Chase's yeah. enchantment deck, so he can put oh, just insane enchantments on it, and then swing with a forty-five, forty-five, <laughs> or whatever like, it is. <laughs> he puts the uh, the mask, yeah, the ancestral mask. It's the plus two, plus two for each other enchantment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from uh, mm-hmm. Ricky stuff. You know, I see one guy who's just. You know, I, I'm looking at a lot of things in terms of drafting here, but Gideon's Avenger, I think, is just going to be a standout. He's going to be one of those guys who has to die immediately. Yeah. This is sick. The two white and a blue, or two white and a colorless. Whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped, put a plus one plus one counter on him. Mm-hmm. And he's a two two to start with. <laughs> I mean, that's just simply when they attack, he gets big. I love the co- cooperation between Gideon's Avenger, Gideon's Lawkeeper, and Gideon himself. So you uh-huh. can tap with tap the creature with the Lawkeeper. The Avenger gets plus one, plus one, and Gideon minus two destroy target tapped creature. <laughs> oh, man. That is a lethal combo the right there. Guy. So I wonder what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, waiting, waiting to fill out the series there. That's really interesting. Um when was the last time you guys built a a theme deck? Like, I know when we started playing Magic, it was like, well, I'm going to build an elf deck, and then a goblin deck, and then a bear deck, and then a uh, stuff like that. I mean, I was just thinking it would be really funny to build, like, a Gideon deck. It's <laughs> like, they'll have the whole deck based around him. I know, you know, Wizards sort of does that with a lot of their pre-cons, but have you guys done that? In a, in, yeah, in a while. last time I uh, did it was probably, um, what's it called? Lorwyn. Oh, you're, yeah, your elementals. elementals. Yeah, yeah I, I did Kithkin. Yeah, I guess they called yeah, that tribal, that and just made it. I guess tribal. I can do vampires too. I but mean, I mean, there are other themes, I guess, too. Like, uh, well, I did I, way back in the day. I did spikes. I did encore. I had a Brad. Do you remember the bird deck I had? <laughs> yes, which I thought was terrible, but it would somehow beat me quite often. It was just life gain, life gain, life gain. Eventually, it, I have enough flyers to kill you. That flyers being like one one birds yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah, you somehow made a deck that was all little little birds, not like. Well, I mean, you had like a couple. I think you had a couple of the big avian guys that. Gave like plus one right. plus one to all birds, but DJ, what were you saying? All the time, and that's the first thing I did when I saw these planeswalker cards. <laughs> is, is build yeah. a theme deck in your a mind? Lot of fun, actually, to play. So, what was the last one you made? Making a deck with Rage Extractor, which has the Phyrexian mana cards. So, mm. oh. I made one with Goblin Gavalier. He's really fun. He's what does one, he do? One for one and. He's got Trample, and he gets plus 2, plus 0 for each equipment attached to him. So I just throw a bunch of equipment on him, and he gets gigantic. And then <laughs> yeah. I usually attack for the game. The throw play. the Piston Sledge on him? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Looks like... Any other ones? Yeah, the deck with Chandra. Chandra's cards are really good, because it's got Kiln Fiend too. So if you have those out, they get like plus 3, plus 0 every time you cast an instant. Mm-hmm. They yeah, rack damage Fiend real quick. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a Chandra's I'm Phoenix to add to that. Hmm. Huh. We should all like do an old school, um, you know, color wheel thing. Just like pick a color, make a planeswalker based deck, and that, that would be an awesome other. way to do a box. 
Just you get all cards of that color in the box. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be really fun. Especially in M12. Cause like, that's just, it's just back to basic, basics, you yeah. know? So you guys will ship me one color? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Leroy, you get the, uh, land <laughs> color. <laughs> you got, you got colorless, Leroy. <laughs> I think uh, I'm right. all red on account of Goblin Grenade. Uh, and uh, since I know Brad would win the fight over black, I'd probably have to go for like <laughs> whatever's not blue because Josh is going to go for blue. I think. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! You know, the black is awesome, but I kind of don't really give a crap about vampires yeah. anymore. Might be more excited about green in this. Instance, really? Because I don't know. I just I'm like, well, vampires are awesome and really good, but I just I don't I don't get like giddy when I see vampires. I'm not like, oh sweet, vampires are back. I'm like, oh, it's more vampires. Yeah, kind of like the vampires. So <laughs> <laughs> I've had reassembling Man. skeleton give me a really hard time. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> Which brings back memories of playing EverQuest. Of, <laughs> yeah. Whenever, uh, when you're a necromancer, your pet would be a skeleton. Which, uh, when you would tell it to sit down when you were like s- sitting down to regenerate mana, um, the the skeleton would break into all the separate bones and fall into a pile on the ground. And then you told it to like go attack something, it would reassemble and just go. And then take off. Good times. Awesome. Good times. I, th- I definitely think Chandra would have a, a definite, a, a good running start if we were to actually weigh the power of each one of these. Oh man, just just looking at these cards. Sorry to cut you off in your uh, no, go for it. Chandra thing. Um, sitting seeing these cards next to each other, the Onyx Mage and the Reassembling Skeleton. The Onyx Mage is a uh, 2-1 for a colorless and a black. And you can pay a colorless and a black. Target creature you control gains death touch until end of turn. <laughs> <laughs> so you could give, <laughs> give your reassembling skeleton death touch, let him kill something, and then bring him back. Oh, <laughs> be hilarious. Be riot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. If you had some creature with protection from creatures, then it it's wouldn't fine. be able to I'll touch it anyway. I won't have any creatures anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when, do you, when have I ever played with creatures? <laughs> Ooh, hideous. Uh, Zach, how visage. do you say that word? Uh, visage, visage, visage. That's a game ender. Yeah. In a lot of decks, yeah, I creatures think. you control gain intimidate. <laughs> I do like that card. Pretty hilarious. Right? Yeah. yeah I'm definitely liking the lack of artifacts, though. Mm-hmm. So far. It does sort of seem like we're uh, coming to the surface after being underwater for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. In a world we know and understand. <laughs> I can see the... I know that yes, a lot exactly. of people, you know, I know we tried it, we made the best of Mirrodin and stuff and had some fun even with it, but... I mean, what else are you going to do? You can either sit and whine for a year, which some people yeah. honestly are probably doing. And I, I don't honestly have anything bad to say for them because I would feel like I should too. But now we're finally coming out of that into a game where artifacts aren't dominating the entire world. It'll be a slow process, but I think it'll be worth I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun to reemerge and see, especially especially if we're going into a world where graveyards oh, yeah, are well, the theme. Looks like you're probably more excited about that than anyone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Mm. I imagine it'll be decent. My day will come. We'll have a blue set soon enough. Actually, I think we did. That was World Wake. I, I think blue is finally leaving. Really. Despite the fact that, you know, in Legacy and stuff, Blue is basically win. 
I don't think blue ever leaves, really, because control is so appealing to so many competitive players. It's like always, I don't know. People are like, well, why, why risk choosing a strategy when I can just have my strategy Stop be... Stop yours. And strategy. Yeah. My strategy is to make yours not work. Have fun. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just gonna stop it. <laughs> I love the goblin bank charges. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about them last, but you know, good old coin flipping. There's not enough of that. I, in I remember, uh, oh yeah, well the coin, of course. Why not? You know, why not have a guy who might deal damage to nothing for four? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the best cards you could ever get. Um. I, I don't know if we talked about this at all, but going back to the theme idea, and I do want to build a theme deck actually coming up, and it's the phantasmal creatures, the illusions. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I forgot all about this. Um, Lord of the Unreal coming out, and he's the 2-2 uh, two, two for 2 blue, and then illusion creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1, and have hexproof. That means... Yes. Yeah, your five Sick. five for two and two blue flying dragon is now a six six that they can't touch. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean, there's <laughs> phantasmal bear. There's just a bunch of phantasmal cards. You know, like I, I was saying, just outside of standard, I really want to do it. It's the um, uh, the Chronozoa. It's an illusion, mm. and. Uh, Oh yeah. Um, for anybody who's unfamiliar with Chronozoa, it's a uh, three-three flying, uh, vanishing three, uh, illusion creature. But when the last, when you uh, when you remove the last vanishing counter from him, you put two more onto the battlefield that are copies of it, two tokens. Mm. And so, you can. Uh, make him hexproof so they can't kill him ahead of time and you've got a 3-3 and you just basically have to stall the game for long enough to or if you know you can do any sort of remove counters you know do some sort of you're, you're out of standard anyway right now play some clock spinning and stuff like that run Joyra yeah and if he if he has hexproof and plus one and plus one four four flyers it's not going to take too long for those to add up Mm-mm. And the cool thing about Lord of the Unreal is that he, I really wouldn't mind putting three of, maybe even four of. I mean, worst case scenario, he's a 2-2 two, two for two. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing mono blue, you're running, you've got your pongifies, you're turning turn to frog. <laughs> Target creature loses all abilities and <laughs> run frog until end of turn. I mean, you, you know, you've got your unsummons, definitely run some propaganda in there, you know, have some fun with it. Negates. And he, and he isn't a legend. I mean, he's a lord, but he's not a legend. And so uh-huh. the plus one, plus one stacks. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't mind putting more, you know. Like, maybe if you were a legend, like two, maybe three. But he's just a human wizard. Make him fly. You know, throw him down there. Oh, no. Guys. I just I just got a sinking feeling in my stomach. From looking at a certain card in the set, and that's Bell Tower <laughs> Sphinx. I saw so many cards, so many Bell Tower Sphinxes when we oh, were playing yeah. in Ravnica. It seemed like everyone had Bell Tower Sphinxes, not because he's a good card, just that everybody got them. He was like the last card <laughs> in every pack, in every draft, and we did so many drafts. Like, ah, oh, Sphinx, Bell Tower Sphinx. I ran them. Oh man, I'm not excited to see his ugly <laughs> mug. Yeah, what? What? My blue deck black. Did you run Sadek. them in? Or Sadek. Yeah, the mill. Right. Was that like the flameborn Viren that Zach ripped up? <laughs> it was at the time. I mean, maybe with a lot of other. No, it has to deal damage. To him, I guess. I mean, he's he's not a bad card, but I just saw so many of them that I just don't care to ever see him again. <laughs> well, 
I don't know how to tell you this, but you probably will. <laughs> I told him never to come back, so I'm pretty disappointed <laughs> to see his ugly mug. I don't know. There's some good. There's definitely some good blue draw, though. I mean, divination is just two and a blue to draw two cards. I mean, you're paying two extra. That's pretty to awesome. Get rid of the cantrip on it, but you know, I mean. Uh. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Is yeah. somebody answering that phone? Sorry. <laughs> oh. Ah, that's okay. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. It's like, well, that's what happens. But uh, yeah, I was going to say also there's an Azure, Azure, Azure. Yeah, I just think there's just some solid draw in there. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get to turn things to frogs. I mean, what? And the flavor text on that card is awesome. Ribbit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, keep in mind, folks, if you're listening to this, we're, we're just looking at our own spoilers. So, casualplaneswalker.com and, and check out our M12 spoilers. We mustn't less, let them into our <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> Zach. These are our precious. Nobody else gets to see these. They're, they're so that we have something to talk about. If other people see them, <laughs> they'll know what everything we're saying. Wait, does does each creature have a? I'm guessing each creature has a pay one and a, and one of the color to target creature you control gains some ability until end of turn. You've got the alabaster mage in white that says target creature you control gains yeah. lifelink until end of turn, and then the one that I talked about well, in black. Well, the blue one is the draw card. Yeah. Basically, basically they have a pay, oh. don't tap. Uh, you get a characteristic ability of this color. Hmm. Sort of like mm-hmm. the uh, guild mages from mm-hmm. Ravnica. Actually, they, I think What's they kept that? doing them. Ravnica. Did they keep doing the guild mages? No, 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 because the guilds were Ravnica. I think I've seen them in something though. They they put one in uh, yeah. commander at least in Zach's. Yeah, I, uh, I, had, I had this last guild mage. Zach I also played. had the Golgari. Oh yeah. yeah, that's why because there were the three pieces of Ravnica. <clears throat> the Ravnica set. Do you guys, do you guys all still have the um, pretty much persistent lust for oh, yeah. commander? <laughs> I know Zach and I met up uh, during the week, you know, just to play a few games of commander, just like scratching the itch. It's yeah, so that's pretty awesome. I miss it. I miss having a, you know, a big casual play group that was. Ready to play pretty much any time yeah. of the day in college. Yeah, anyone who has that, savor it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking at you, Deej. I'm probably pretty lucky. I never knew that, <laughs> like, so I've. I, I I don't have to. Yeah. Be terribly. Like reminiscent of it. That's a good time. I definitely want to play some more more Commander. Um, I know Zach, you've been you've been thinking about that quite a bit. Um, what's been bubbling to the top of your brain? I, I, in, I, I think I've got a <laughs> fifty commander. card wish list. All you know, I've just been combing Gatherer all week for anything having to do with plus one plus one counters or uh, putting putting tokens into play and weighing those against each other. I might eventually buy uh, buy buy a few cards for the the Gave deck. Uh, one thing I was thinking about um, that last killer combo I did up with Gave um, was Blade of the Blood Chief and 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 Gave and, and the cool thing about that of, uh, of of course is whenever creatures put into the graveyard. The creature equipping uh, Blade of the Blood Chief gets a plus one plus one counter. So, Gave gives a counter when you sacrifice a creature, and the Blade of the Blood Chief gives another counter, and so you can keep that going. You don't run out of 
counters or sapperlings to work with. But I was thinking, uh, and the next way to kick that up a notch is Hearthstone, which I loved back in yeah. the day of uh, Spikes, activated abilities of creatures cost one less to activate. So if Gave's ability is free, you've just, you've just gone infinite. But you can't reduce it to less than one mana with Hearthstone. That's the thing. Oh, uh, I had forgotten that. They can't reduce the amount of mana ability uh, to less than one mana. Darn it. <laughs> but yay. They're one step ahead of me. Hmm. Is there anything that can? Um, I think they used to pair Hearthstone with uh, Ashnod's Altar, where you, like, sack a creature to get... Oh, crap. I can't remember the... The sliver oh, yeah, queen sack a creature combo. Add too generic to your mana pool. Phew, how would it work? <laughs> oh, that'd be tricky. <laughs> I wonder if it would work. You need a math guy in here. Well, you 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 sit yeah. on that one, Zach. <laughs> I know it would mean I would probably be likely to be the math person on that, but my mind seems to not want to run that. <laughs> There's like a block going up right now every time I try to run that in my head. One cool thing you could do is use Sponsor of Ulamog, then use Hearthstone and stuff, maybe with uh, Doubling Season to keep adding more Eldrazi spawn. Then you can sacrifice those for mana to pay for his ability to make more Eldrazi spawn, which will add Mm. more counters to Blade of Blood Chief itself. Yeah. Hmm. It's a little expensive way to do it, though. Yeah. But doubling season's always fun. Yeah. That's the first thing that deck needs. Yeah, too bad it's 20 bucks or more now. Yeah, that's silly. I used to have like two of them. Who knows where they are? <laughs> Another benefit of having drafted more in Ravnica <laughs> than any other set. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of Ravnica drafting. Well. <clears throat> I haven't been... I was just going to say, not drafting. I basically just opened packs like it was my job. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been uh, thinking too much about how to uh, alter the Devour for Power deck, but definitely gotten to see a lot more um, interactions from playing in the past um well, in the, I guess in those those games that we got to play, Zach, I got to see some more interactions between cards that were pretty cool. I'm definitely loving the Mimeoplasm. I think he's just so interesting and diverse. Um, since he's taking things from other people's graveyards or mine. You're um, blue-black-green, right? I think yeah. a really, really cool thing you could do would be... Uh, something like, oh, like Jace's Archivist. It's coming out in M12. It's the one blue and a tap. Each player mm-hmm. discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. Yeah, actually, I think I have that, um, the card version of mm-hmm. that, like the sorcery version of that, which is Windfall, yeah. I think. Yeah. In blue. Yeah, this is like... Windfall. Yeah, that's a good idea. There. Maybe even some, like, just black, you know, um, what is it, the two black player discards two cards, whatever, you know, make them, it makes it a lot harder because you don't really want to always discard your lands early in the game when you're playing commander. But, uh, what is it called? Mm-hmm. It's the black two and discard two cards. Oh, I think they're random, though. That would help. Him. Thank you. Him to Torah. Like, what is that silly black card you always played in your discard? You know, pull some of those cards in there. Maybe with a few, like, just, um, regular destruction, targeted destruction. I think the deck's pretty solid. I mean, if you just throw in some ways to fill the graveyards, personally, I don't know what you were thinking. Uh, I guess I was thinking, I, I just haven't really wanted to, uh, improve it at all. I just mm-hmm. wanted to keep playing it as it is and see what uh, how that goes. I know everybody else was pretty quick to start like 
maximizing gotcha. your deck. But I just kind of wanted to see how it played with the way that they they intended it. I guess haven't gotten to play that enough to be like, okay, I'm tired of this. I want mm-hmm. want to add some more variety. But yeah. <clears throat> so uh, back to the the news front, we've got one. Well, a couple of announcements, I guess, that came out this week. Um, one was the the next a premium deck, which I am probably more excited about than I have been about any previous um, premium deck. And this one's called Graveborn, and uh, its t- tagline is "Call Forth the Dead." Um, Zach, um, you you talked about it a bit on um, our Facebook and blog and stuff, but basically. It's going to be a 60-card um, reanimator deck with uh, five colors. So pretty much, you know, after my own heart. <laughs> it's I'm excited about that. I'll definitely buy it and give it a shot, see which um, beat sticks they decided to go with, if they're going to have, like, a chroma, like old school, or if they're going to do um, like progenitus or whatever. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think it's interesting that in the announcement they say that the creatures are from all five colors, so it it does the the lovely reanimator thing of ignoring what color the cards are initially because it will not be playing them uh, in any way but from the graveyard. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think if anything, the deck's going to be like Grixis colors, just blue, red, and black. With maybe mm-hmm. a couple cards that'll tap for any amount of mana, any color, just so you can play them just in case. Yeah. Hmm. I usually went with the mono black style of reanimator, but I know that adding blue or red definitely opened up a lot of possibilities. So that'd be pretty cool if it was Grixis colored. Um, just like the other decks, it's going to come with... Uh, it's going to be all foil, which would be really cool. I'd love to see some of those um, classic cards. Like, they you know, admit to having uh, Entomb, Exhum, and Reanimate in there. Those are pretty uh, old-school graveyard reanimator cards. So we'll get foil updates on those. And um, there's going to be... a I guess just a spin down life counter. I mean, there's a couple strategy guides and stuff like that in a in a box, but yeah, I wonder when that'll um, get spoiled if it gets spoiled ahead of time or not. I hope so, and if it does, we'll have it. It's gonna be thirty four ninety nine, and it's gonna be released on November eighteenth, two thousand eleven. So that's pretty pretty it'll fun. It'll be interesting to to see. Which uh, which rares they they put in because what does it say? There's only eight rares in it, which is re- is really workable yeah. for the what fire and lightning deck. You know, mo- a lot of the best burn spells are commons or uncommons, and the same with with slivers. But that's going to be interesting in the in the reanimator deck. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Um, I guess. They're they're probably gonna put things at common and uncommon that are going to help you, um, you know, either get things into the graveyard or pull them out. I guess it it doesn't it isn't that surprising to me because it seems like a problem. You know, something I always ran into building the reanimator deck was I wanted to have so many different cool big rare cards um, to reanimate, but in the end you had to keep that pile pretty low because you have to be sure that you're going to be able to not only reanimate, but they'll hopefully put in something like Lightning Greaves to be able to protect the creatures that come into play Um, because um, I found that you you put a lot of effort into getting one creature out. You know, if you play say, Entomb and Exhum and uh, Dark Ritual, you know, that was the the sort of classic first turn uh, hand you could hope for. Well, you've you've discarded 
or well, no, you've taken a uh, card out of your deck, but you've used basically used like four cards on the first turn. So if you don't win with that, it's going to be pretty hard to recover. So maybe they'll have like draw spells or or some sort of um, other recursion for your sorceries and instants or something like that. I don't know. I guess it, it is a at first it's sort of shocking to see that there's only going to be eight rare cards, which will probably be the the creatures that you're going to reanimate. But after thinking about it, I, I sort of remember having to keep it down to about that many, um, just because if you go if you have any more creatures than that, then you're you're not going to be able to play them, and if you do, they're gonna they're gonna die. <laughs> so. I, I yeah. guess you just hope that four of those rares are in tomb. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. In tomb is a, is a rare, huh? Interesting. And we'll see what they come up with, and if it makes anybody uh, get excited about the reanimator deck type again. That'll probably be happening anyways with uh, Innistrad. I'm sure, there's going to be some reanimator. If we're dealing with graveyards. Well, the uh, the final announcement that we had uh, was talking about a new a new movement in in Wizards sort of sanctioning casual play, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys think about it. But personally, um, I'm definitely the least excited about this um, out of the the casual formats that they've been picking up and and sort of you know making their own um that's the the battle packs format zach i know you were sort of the first to first uncovering this uh this announcement would you want to give us a little summary of what battle packs is going to be all about basically it's a a take on the pack wars casual format which is two two buddies by each by a booster you throw in two lands of every color and you play with that as as though we're your deck, you don't lose for having uh, milled yourself. Um, it, it's just a funny little way to, to stretch out uh, your packs. And if you do it without looking at the cards, it's a fun way to to slowly reveal what you got as well. Um, but basically what the this new product does, it's a, a booster battle pack. It comes with two semi-random uh, decks, they, they say, Um Two uh, M12 corset booster packs, a little learn to play guide, and a rules insert. Basically, what it's what it's going to be is they've made it so that you can uh, more reliably be able to to play what you get. I'm I'm guessing semi random here basically means it's random within the colors that they've given you um, while obeying the the general. Uh, rarity guidelines within a booster pack. So at, at nine ninety nine for for one of these things, I I think they're yeah they're they're trying to milk it for all they can. Uh, it seems a little silly when you could so easily create this on your own. Um, but I don't know. It'd be worth it'd be worth trying. It's not not a huge investment. Yeah, it's certainly worth trying. But I think I mean I guess. Uh, I've never done the uh what was the pack the wars. casual format called? Oh, yeah. So I've never done pack wars, but it sounds fun. I mean, it sounds it just sounds like a really fun way to um pick up a booster pack from the card shop, sit down and and play a quick game. Game. This, however, it seems like they're missing the point. Like that is fun because um because it's not serious at all, and it's it's just it's, I don't it's know. adding a level to it. It's adding an investment. It just seems like and uh, you can't feel bad for for losing pack wars, you know, it, it's because it's ridiculous in the first place. But right. making it, it, calling it a two-player game, as they do, um, makes it just serious enough that you can kind of get steamed if you don't win. Yeah, and just diluted enough to where I mean 
It seems to be taking a little bit of the fun out of getting a booster pack when it's a semi-random pack. Um, so you know you're only going to get a certain two colors or something. I don't know. What what do, what do you think? Like, what do you think, TJ? And I think that this can be really frustrating a lot of times because those semi-randomized decks are only in two colors and you only get one booster pack to work with. So... I'm assuming you will only get a rare in the booster pack. So if that rare is not of the color you get, then you're not going to be able to play it, and that's probably going to be the coolest card in the pack you get. So if you can't play it, that's going to be really lame, and it's not going to be as much fun. What about you, Josh? I never played in the original one. I I honestly... It it doesn't really... I know I've been kind of quiet about it, because I don't like being really negative, but it just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, and you know, obviously, our our perspective is, is is you know, it's it's built for for new players, I guess, but they already have like That's really cool the introduction intro decks are. Yeah. to Magic. Yeah, like, why not plug an intro? Yeah, deck. yeah, and that, that works together well. I don't know. Seems like a much better investment. It's just yeah, it just. I don't it's think like this is going to teach people how to play Magic. Because if you don't know anything about Magic, you're not going to get it, because it's just kind of confusing, because you don't really know what it is. Yeah. And you're just going to end up buying a couple boosters or something, and looking online and saying, oh, Deck Wars, all right, maybe we'll play that, or you'll just draft or something like that. But if you do know what Magic is, you're A, going to be slightly jaded, because you're like, what does semi-random mean? Does that mean, like, you've taken it, so that there aren't going to be cool cards? Do I not have a chance of drawing a Jace now? Do I not have a chance of drawing, uh, you know, Gideon? Is, is that what semi-random means? Or, you know, does it mean that you've picked just these colors and it's, you know, anything? It could be anything in these colors. Does it, How does that include artifacts? Does that, like, mean that there won't be? I mean, it, it's just... I don't know. I'm like, eh. It doesn't interest me. So, yeah, for five bucks, basically, I mean, it's supposed to be a two-player game, so I assume you're supposed to split it with a friend. It's nine ninety nine, so five bucks a piece to get one booster pack and I'm guessing yeah. a really crappy half deck. Yeah, I think if anybody wants to get into the series, <laughs> then those deck builders toolkits are really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 20 bucks, and you get four packs, along with, like, 250 cards, including lands. So that's a real good intro. And then the semi-randomized cards are, like, deck archetypes, like Red Burn or Blue Flyers, White Equipment, and those are really cool to try. So you might try something new with that, too. Yeah, that makes sense. The Deck Builders Toolkit I support, that is cool. I mean, that's that's a great way to get into things. You're right, DJ. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there. Why spend $10 on something that's okay when you can spend 20 which honestly isn't that much more. I know some people are like, oh, 10 or 20 and it's like, well, you can have $10 for a mediocre time or $20 for an awesome time. Your call. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, like, I think I'd be willing to give to give it a chance, but I'm not I'm not overly welcoming to it, nor am I overly, like, negative about it, but it seems like it could be something that might be fun. And it's kind of a good idea, but... Well, think about it this way. For $10, you can get three packs of magic cards. You can do a draft with three people with $10. And you can actually make decent decks. Like, the whole point of drafting is that most of the time you get out of each other's way a little bit. I mean, you know, it's going to be a little funny, obviously, because you only have three and you don't have the full eight or whatever. But, I mean, you could at least... You know, for $10, A, you're getting a third person in there, so it's not nearly as intense. And you're setting yourself up to play a three-player game, which is going to last about infinitely longer than a two-player game. It's going to pull a lot of that head-to-head aggression out if you just want to have some fun with friends, you know. Or if you want, you know, buy a fourth deck. You've got three people. It's $4 a person, and it's like 12 or $13, you know, for a fourth one. And you can really make fun decks. That's what I say. I mean, if you want to have fun... What do you guys think about that? No? Uh, <laughs> I don't like him. I, I absolutely agree. I, I think drafting's always a, a good way to go. When we got those fat packs, we, we drafted them, the new Phyrexia fat packs, and 
what you end up with is just a whole lot more cohesive, uh, especially if you don't spend a ton of money on the game. Drafting is always going to get you more bang for your buck, I think. Yeah, I mean, opening packs, obviously, is just, it's always inefficient, because you're never going to have nearly as, you know, honed in of a deck, but, I mean, if you draft it, like I said, you know, you're generally you're getting out of each other's way. Mm-hmm. And you can all have coherent, cohesive, semi-cohesive decks that are pretty fun to play. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to give it a shot, but not too stoked about uh, the 2012 Corset Booster Battle Pack. But, yeah. Well, I think that that about does it from uh, Casual Planeswalker this week. You guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? that's, That's great. Awesome. So let's uh, you know, keep our ears to the ground, and we'll be continuing to bring you the newest uh, news stories. You know, as the the new cards from uh, M12 continue to get spoiled, and whatever else, whatever other crazy things Wizards is up to, um, we'll we'll definitely have the scoop on that and. Um, you can always be reading more articles and stuff. Um, Zach's uh, working pretty hard to come up with really, really cool content on uh, our website. And yeah, follow Any, us anything on else, guys? Uh, Twitter and like us on Facebook, and you'll always be updated. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to look us up at www.casualplaneswalker.com or search for The Casual Planeswalker on Facebook to keep in touch and stay up to date with all the latest news we're bringing to you. Thanks for waking my cowlamp.